Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be, what should I be doing to get her back? Well, I've got two different emails from two different guys today, and they both have the same problem. They displayed a lot of really unattractive behavior to their girlfriends, which led to them getting dumped. And both of them have kind of some weird wrinkles to the logistics their situation that makes trying to apply what's in seven principles to get an ex back to their situation a little more difficult than most people are going to have. So it's always good to have these weird things out of left field or these weird logistical issues or guys got things going on in their life that are not completely exactly like most people experience. And so with that said, let's go through the first guy's email. So he says, hey, coach, thank you so much for your work and books. You are great. I'm 32, and I stumbled upon your work as YouTube suggested me your videos. I realize I've been making a lot of mistakes, and I've read your book, The 3% Man, six times, and I need your help understanding my situation right now. So this particular guy, first guy, found me after he'd done all this thing. So as I'm going through it, you guys that are familiar with my work are going to be going, man, this guy's making some basic mistakes. But this was before... He came across the book. So the mistakes have been made and we are where we are. He says, all the things I mentioned in this particular paragraph are before I stumbled upon your work. I got dumped basically because I was showing too much unattractive behavior and had become the woman in the relationship. Yeah, when that happens, when you act like a girl, it ruins the sexual polarity. And what it does, it elicits feelings of platonic friendship and your woman it's in essence for her is like dating another woman and she wants the masculine presence and if you don't bring it she's going to start feeling that you're a platonic roommate and a nice guy and it's gonna make her pussy drier than the sahara desert which is no bueno she wanted to stay friends which i didn't accept and I told her that I wanted to stay nothing less than lovers and to call me if she changed her mind. And then I cut off all contact. So the strongest negotiating position is being able to walk away and mean it. And as we talk about in seven principles to get an ex back, is that when you're at an impasse, when you want sex and romance, and your girlfriend's like, no, no, let's be platonic friends. She basically wants you to be a backup that she can monkey branch back to if she doesn't find anybody better. But at the end of the day, the way her feelings are in that particular moment is their feelings of platonic friendship. In other words, you've made her pussy drier than the Sahara Desert, and therefore she doesn't want to have sex with you because you haven't been acting like a man consistently. And so the manly thing to do is to say, yeah, no, I'm going to hard pass on the friendship. But if you change your mind, definitely get in touch. And if I'm still available, we can go out on a date. He says she called after 12 days. And I set up a definite date, and I'm the oldest in my family, and I'm looking after my brothers who stay with me as of now. So someone is always in the house, and I can't call her over for dinner. Well, are they kids? Are they teenagers? Get a babysitter. Send them to the grandmother's house. I mean, dude, you're 32 years old. At some point, you gotta you got to grow up. So if you're trying to reattract your girlfriend, you're like, well, I got my brothers over, and there's always somebody in the house. Well, I just can't do anything. It's like, come on, you got to participate in your own rescue. So you're an adult, figure it out. If you've got brothers you're taking care of, if they're young, if they're kids, 
Send them to a babysitter. Send them to the grandmothers. Figure it out. Get somebody to, that you can count on to watch them. If they're teenagers, get them to go spend the night at their friends or something like that so you can have some intimacy time because you're trying to save your relationship. If your relationship is important to you, you'll get a babysitter. You'll figure it out. you got to be an adult. At some point, you got to grow up. He says, she called after 12 days and I set up a definite date. So he says, there's always somebody in the house. I can't call her over for dinner. It's like, well, that's just an excuse. You, you got to figure that out, dude. So after she contacted me, we met at a cafe where we made out. And you can see it's the whole idea of seven principles to get an ex back. She pushed you away. She ended the relationship. She said, how about friendship? And you said, no, thanks. And so therefore, since she wrecked the relationship and ended it and tapped out, she has to fix it. She has to earn another chance with you, not the other way around. And so to make sure she, because a lot of guys, what happens is they start meeting for lunches and cafe and coffee and they said no to friendship, but when they look at the actions, it's like they're always meeting the girl out in public places in the middle of the day where no seduction can happen. And without realizing it, they've acquiesced to her demands of friendship. So just because you tell a girl you're not interested in being friends only when you've acted like a beta male for an extended period of time doesn't mean that she's just going to go, okay, well, that's fine. Now we're going to have sex in relationship. We're going to have sexy time. It doesn't work that way. What has to happen is that you don't interact with her in any way that's platonic. And by having her come to your place to make dinner in the evening, you are giving her the opportunity to win you back over. In other words, she's coming to you. She's submitting to you. Women know that if they're coming to your house in the evening to make dinner together, that sex is on the table. And a lot of women who are trying to monkey branch or have lost all respect and attraction for the guy, the guy they will cr- try to get him to do platonic things even after he said no to friendship. They'll say, let's meet for lunch. Let's meet in a neutral place. Let's meet in a group setting. Let's get a, have a group date. And when you agree to these things, you're basically through your actions, whether you realize it or not, saying you're okay with friendship. And this is why you don't go to cafes and other things. And plus, if it's a cafe in the middle of the day, and like in this this guy's case, he's got no logistics set up. It's like, well, if you were together before, what did you guys do when you wanted to have sex? You got your brothers in the house. It's like you did something. Maybe you went to her, her house. I don't know. You got to figure it out. You're 32 years old, dude figure it out you've got to have a place for sex and intimacy to happen it's like if you got you got little brothers if you had kids to take care of it's like get a babysitter figure it out man it's like i i can't solve that for you you're you're a big boy put your big boy pants on so he says so after she contacted we we met at a cafe and we made out later that night we were talking on the phone again the phone is for setting dates. You said you read the book six times, and yet you're doing the opposite of what it teaches. And you, know, you guys will see that when we get to the end of his email. He's like, I don't like to do. It's, it's like the information is there, but you're basically still trying to live the way you were living before, which was the way that got you rejected. You're not really changing your behavior that much. And that's why he's, this guy has met up with her several times, and he's got nothing. He's just got a little bit of kissy-poo, and that's it. There's no rekindling happen. But if he had 
got a babysitter and acted like an adult and she came over and they hung out had fun and hooked up they'd be a, he'd be much further along if he'd actually followed the instructions get an efficiency apartment figure it out i don't know it's like come on dude i have guys who are like oh i love my parents what do i do it's like well what did you do before when you were together it's like sex and, sex and intimacy need peace and quiet. You need other people there, especially if you got an ex coming over. You don't want your parents there. You don't want your roommates there. You don't want your little brothers there that you're taking care of. It's admirable that you're doing that. But at the end of the day, it's you got to figure this out, man. Later that night, we were talking on the phone where she told me she missed us being together and that she wanted to meet me as soon as possible again, and I said a definite time. I made another mistake when we met by asking her to be my girlfriend again. I mean, that's right in Seven Principles, get an ex back. It takes time for a woman to fall in love. It takes time for her to fall out of love. And it takes time for her to fall back in love. And as 3% Man talks about, man's job in the courtship is just to create an opportunity for sex to happen, to hang out, to have fun while you're hanging out, and then to hook up. Simple as that. That's why if she's earning another chance with you, you don't ask her to be your girlfriend again. It doesn't work that way. She dumped you when her feelings were platonic, when she felt nothing, when her pussy had dried up. And even she taught women help you when they like you, which is also in the book. She told me that we should give it time and not jump into a relationship. In other words, that's her right there telling you it takes time. And if she's trying to earn another chance with you instead of the other way around, you should not be proposing for her to be your girlfriend. I mean, that's just kind of dumb. You got to exercise self-control, dude. It's like you say you read the book six times, but when I look at your actions, it's like it doesn't seem like anything's changed from the time you were together. So the book's not – you can read it a thousand times, but if you do the opposite of what it teaches, you're going to continue to turn her off. He says, I replied, I'm moving on and my feelings are dying because of the way she's handling our things. So when you say something like that, you're trying to put in an artificial time constraint to pressure her into doing what you want because you're in a fearful state. You're looking for certainty. You're trying to lock her down to a commitment. And once again, this is the opposite of what the book teaches and what Seven Principles to Get an X Back discusses. So it's not going to help you if you're going to continue to do the opposite of it. He says, she kissed me passionately like never before and hugged me very tight. Then I had to go to another city for three weeks for work, where she constantly called and texted me. Well, a lot of guys get in this situation. They're calling and texting on the phone, and you're giving her all this attention and validation while she goes and meets up with Chad Thundercock, who actually has a place all to himself and invites her over, and he seduces her properly instead of meeting at cafes for lunch in the middle of the day and doing platonic friendship things because what you continue to do with all this talking and texting on the phone and kisses on the cheeks and stuff and out in public is that you give her the attention and validation and you're definitely a great backup plan for her she knows she has all the power you are not behaving as if she is somebody that has to earn another chance with you he says, I was super busy and had very little time in hand, so I couldn't talk much when she called or texted me. Around a week later, she told me that she loved me and she would do anything for me. She would die for me. He says, then I stumbled upon your work and realized what was going on. According to your work, I should call her over for dinner 
and we should hook up, but I can't call her over to my house because my brothers stay with me and they are always at the house. Get a fucking babysitter, dude. Come on. Seriously. Grow the fuck up. He says, she was insisting we meet, so I met her at a cafe again. <laughs> he likes blue balls, obviously. We made out, but nothing more. This is why you don't meet. How? Hang out, have fun, hook up. Your job is to create an opportunity for sex to happen, dude. You read the book six times, and yet you're continuing to do what got you dumped in the first place. It's not You're not going to attract her back behaving this way. He says, she told me later that day that her work friend asked her out on a date. Oh, there's your call, but you don't have to worry about him. See, if you'd have been rearranging her insides for the past month, which you could have easily been doing, now you got a, a co-worker there she's telling you about. He says, she declined but told them that she was single, and later she corrected to sort of single. So in other words, she told her co-worker, hey, you're in the running. She gave him the green light. This is why you don't do platonic things. This is why you don't go to cafes. This is why you don't meet her out. Because you're begging for her attention and you're begging for another chance. And this is the opposite of what I teach. Again, if you read the book six times and then you do the opposite, you shouldn't be surprised that all you do is get a little kissy-poo. And then for your troubles and all the three cafe dates that you've had now and the money and the time you spent on her, she goes, oh, I'm sort of single and this uh, coworker wants to take me out. So, in other words, she's full disclosure. She's telling you who she's going to monkey branch to next. And yet you're chasing her right into this guy's arms because you, you can't seem to, at 32 years old, figure out, oh, maybe I should get a babysitter. Huh. She's insisting that we meet again, but I don't want to go to some cafe again. This is not what I should be doing. Anyways, I'm stuck here. I can't call her over to my place, although that would be best. Get a babysitter, dude. Seriously. Did I mention you get a babysitter? Call your grandparents. Call an aunt, uncle, somebody that you trust. Watch your brothers. Let them spend the night so you can try to fix your relationship by rearranging her insides and beating up her pelvis. Or if you like blue balls, then keep trying it your way. I'm thinking if I should take her with me on a week-long road trip next week, or should I take her on a dinner date and then say I've made a reservation at a hotel nearby? And she tells people that she's single but is always saying she loves me. That's because she wants to keep you on the hook. And then she'll say, oh, hey, sorry. You know, I had this new guy. I'm, I committed to him and we're going to be serious now. I can't. We can just be friends. That she would do anything for me. That she would even die for me. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That all sounds good. But yet she's letting other people know that she's single. How do I deal with this situation? Follow what's in the book. Follow what's in Seven Principles. Get an X back. You're doing the opposite of it. And you're going, what do I do, Corey? It's, you can follow my work or you can continue trying it your way. And all you're doing is getting blue balls. So if it was me, I'd invite her over, get a babysitter, and hang out and have fun and hook up. If things go well, you can say, hey, you should come with me next week. Invite Or meet up with me next week in my travels. It'd be great to have you. And she can say yes. She can say no. Doesn't matter. Let her do 100% of the calling, texting, pursuing, and make dates. Get a babysitter. Figure it out. Find somebody else in the family that can watch your brothers so you can have sexy time with your girlfriends. Like, Jesus Christ, dude, grow up. Number two. Let's go to the second email. He says, hey, coach, I've been a follower of your work for a long time. And after a year and a half relationship with an awesome girl, I got complacent. 
I stop dating and courting her, stop making her feel heard and understood. Well, what do I always say? What's in the book? If you don't date and court your wife, eventually somebody else will. Just like the guy above, he's not dating and courting her. He's just going and hanging out with her like the gay male girlfriend and the the needy nice guy who's in backup position. Gives you a little kiss. Oh, I would die for you. But yet she's going on dates with other guys. It's like, okay. He says, we broke up on good terms. I've been seeing different girls and I assume she's been seeing other people too. Although she never really asked to be friends, I told her that I disagree with her decision to throw in the towel and not to contact me in the future unless it was out of romantic interest and I didn't want anything platonic. Well, as you saw in the first email, even though he told her he wasn't interested in friendship, his actions show that he was totally okay with being friends and getting just a little bit of kissy-poo while she keeps telling him about all the guys that are coming out of the woodwork trying to go out on dates with her. And he's going, oh, shucks, I don't have a place. <laughs> I can't get a babysitter. That's too hard to think about. We both go to college together and have many of the same. And I know I'm trolling the first guy because it's like, come on, you write an email like that and you do the opposite. What do you think is going to happen? Somebody's got to tell you reality. I'm not here to blow sunshine up your ass. I'm here to tell you what you need to know. And it's shocking on purpose because oh, I can't believe he said that. Because maybe, just maybe, the shock of that will cause you to go, Ugh, to make you realize that you need to apply what I'm teaching properly. Doing the opposite is getting you very predictable results, which is blue balls. So back to our second emailer. We both go to college together and have many of the same friends. We see each other pretty often, and when we do, she is pretty avoidant of conversation. I smile and say hello, and she has a sad face. Sad look on her face every time we make eye contact. Hey, cutie, what are you doing? You miss me? You've been thinking about me? Are you staying up late at night? Are you going through lots of batteries late at night with your little clit tickler? <laughs> Whatever her favorite appliance is. Uh, most girls have appliances. So if you were ex-girlfriend and boyfriend, then you know about her appliances. He says, about a week ago... She texted me a picture that she took of my friend and I at a recent social event we were at. This was the first communication we've had since the breakup, and it came about a week before we went home for the summer. I responded lightly and asked when she was leaving for the summer and that I'd love to see her before we go home. She responded, I don't think that'd be the best idea. I said that was fair and to let me know if she changes her mind. That was fair? I would have said... I would have just come back and said, it's a great idea. We should get together. We're not going to see each other all summer. I don't, I don't want you missing me the whole summer. When are you available? Be direct. Be decisive. Get to the point. He says, my main question is, we are home for about four months. We live about three hours away and would visit each other pretty often last summer. If she were to reach out over the summer, should I invite her to come over to visit? Absolutely. She has to earn another chance with you, not the other way around. This is what Seven Principles Get an X Back says. So she's, it, it's on her to win you over. And so therefore, hey, you should come visit me. She did it last summer. It's not like you're a stranger. Or is that the type of thing for relationships? No, your job in the, as a man in the courtship is to create an opportunity for sex to happen. Hang out, have fun, hook up. For you ultra-religious guys that are no sex until marriage, well, sexy time happens on your wedding night. Congratulations. 
And whenever you're on your dates, you'll go as far as you can go. He says it would be much more simple than a simple come over and make dinner together as we'd be spending a few days together. Well, that's perfect. She, she's not going anywhere. I know I should walk and never look back, but none of the girls I've been seeing compare to her, and it just kills me knowing how bad I screwed up and how different things would be if we rekindled our relationship. Well, you were familiar with my work. As you said, you've been following for a long time. Maybe you were one of those guys that just cherry-picked and never bothered reading the book because you thought you were super special and super high IQ, and then you didn't bother filling in your knowledge gap, and what happened? You got dumped for getting complacent. You didn't make her feel heard and understood. You didn't date and court her properly. And obviously, if you get back together again, the impulse is to become that way slowly over time. And so you definitely got some work to do. But absolutely, you invite her to come. She's already been there before. You've already done this. Your job is just to get her there so you can hang out, you have fun, you hook up, and you can do it for multiple days. And then when she leaves, she's got to do all the calling, all the texting, all the pursuing. Because, again, she wrecked the relationship. And, the, and her driving three hours to see you is her submitting to you and showing that she wants to see you. And you don't go to see her until you're back together. At least she's got to come over at least three times and you hang out and have fun and hook up all three times, then maybe you can meet somewhere or go do something fun for the summer together, a little weekend rendezvous or whatever. But these are really simple cases to turn around because both of these women are in contact with these guys. And, but it's like, it's if they're not going to apply what's in the book or seven principles get an X-Pack, it's like you're going to get blue balls. But the, the second guy, you can see this is what happens when the girl first starts to come back. So it's so typical to hear that. Oh, I don't think that's I don't think that's a good idea. You hear that a lot. Hey, let's get together for dinner. I don't think that would be a good idea. And so that's why you got to be positive and say it's a great idea. If you're in sales and you're trying to get your your client to come in and test drive a car cuz if they don't come in and test drive a car, they're not going to buy it over the phone ever. So, and in this case, what you're selling is the horizontal bop to her. And so she needs to come and test drive you in person to do the horizontal bop. So, or the unskinny bop, as the old boys <laughs> song, unskinny bop, I think that's what they call it. But you got to create an opportunity to get together and hang out and have fun and hook up. She's got to come to you. Like I said, she comes over three times in a row, then you can meet her out and, and do other things with her but again the woman's gotta when you've been dumped when she wrecked it she's got to fix it that's why she comes to you and that's why the first guy is having so much trouble because he's doing the opposite of that because he just couldn't come up with couldn't figure out that getting a babysitter was a good idea so if you got a question or a challenge and you'd like to get my help go to understandrelationships.com click the products tab at the top of your screen or book a coaching session with yours truly and if you got a good email question you'd like to send in, whether it's for me directly or you want me and the girls to discuss it in the podcast, send it to questions at understandingrelationships.com. And that's relationships with an S. Until next time, I will talk to you soon. 